I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer of Mavs.com, and lover of the regular season. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's the opening week of the NBA regular season. Dallas Mavericks basketball begins on this Wednesday. Week. I am, man, I'm so excited. Question for you, is Ding a Maverick or not? <laughs> I can't, can't, can't keep track of it. He got waved again on Sunday. <laughs> he did. Uh, no, it, it's a kind of a joke because he uh, he was signed and then he got waved and then he was signed again and then uh, he got waved again on Sunday. But it looks like he'll be with the Texas Legends. But I actually have a bigger question for you. Bigger than Ding? Just I'm surprised. Bigger than Ding. I mean, it's bigger than Ding. Right now, Jimmy Butler's not going to come to Dallas. But right now, after everything that's happened with with how you your view of Jimmy Butler might be changing right now, I've changed. Would you want him on the Mavericks at all? Yeah, let's say if I would say I could get him for. Let's free. say it's Wes and Jimmy, Wes and a second round for Jimmy. It's not gonna happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. In that scenario, would you want Jimmy Butler around Luka Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr. I. F- there's a lot that goes into this, and we had a listener reach out to us and ask this very question. What on our Locked On Mavericks voicemail? Uh, uh, not on the voicemail, which you can also still get into. Uh, this is Zombie Mike 81 said, Sw- straight swap, Barnes for Butler, thoughts? Um, so this goes no. into that question as well from Zombie Mike. Shout out to Zombie Mike. <laughs> is that the same dude that sent us a raccoon picture? <laughs> a lot of people have been sending us raccoon pictures and we love it i love it dude it send makes my whole day the, yeah send all the raccoon pictures um jimmy butler on the mavericks would be fascinating i i i feel like the mavericks young players have the work ethic that jimmy butler would like dennis smith jr plays he plays with like sort of a it seems like he plays lackadaisical sometimes but when he needs to he goes hard you know what i mean in yeah. that sense, and this is kind of Jimmy Butler's whole thing. But I also agree with uh, – I've heard some national people, and I think it was on the jump, talk about how this whole thing with Jimmy Butler is not necessarily about Towns and Wiggins. It's all about money. It's all about how Towns and Wiggins got these five-year massive deals, like the biggest deals. And the, the Towns one just happened, so they didn't really start it. But the Wiggins gets this massive deal that, you know, that he has. And the Timberwolves weren't necessarily going to give – Jimmy Butler, the same kind of five-year, you know, massive deal. I don't even know if they could give him a five-year deal. I think they, they I think they could have after this year, but or after or next year. Um, but it's all about money for him. It's all about you know where he stands in the in the, the pecking order, and money has a lot to do with that. And if he could get you know the big money elsewhere, his wish list was the Clippers, you know, the, the Nets. You know, he's not necessarily picking these these teams because they have real hardworking players. So. We really don't know what's going on with Jimmy Butler, and I feel like if he gets paid the right amount, he could work anywhere. However, do I want to pay him on the Mavericks for that dollar? And I would say no. So no, Isaac Harris, I would not take Jimmy Butler. (laughs) Okay. 
Interesting. <laughs> I just want to see your opinion. I, I, I just wouldn't. I, I, I understand he's top 15 player. I understand he's very, very good. But I also understand that he is he's 30. He's going to want a big, long deal. So you either get a rental for one single year, which if Jimmy Butler's added to the Mavericks, I'll ask you this. If Jimmy Butler's added to the Mavericks, let's say, like you said, for Wes, like just a, you know, a package that's not really even that interesting, and the Timberwolves would probably hang up the phone. If he was added to this the, the core of this team, how does that improve the Mavericks? They become a top four team in the West. With, Jimmy, Com- with Jimmy Butler. A Western Conference Finals possibility. Okay, now a real a realistic a realistic How's that not realistic? No, 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 let's do a realistic trade would have to include Harrison Barnes, probably. Probably. Or one of Luca and Dennis, which neither of those things are happening. I would not uh, even touch that. No, neither of them. But if so there was a scenario in which you could trot out Dennis Smith Jr., Jimmy Butler, Luca Doncic, Harrison Barnes, and DeAndre Jordan, in my opinion, that's a top four team in the Western Conference. Okay, without Harrison Barnes, then let's say that, let's say it has to be. Let's say it's like the Kawhi deal. Remember the Kawhi deal was like Demar Derozan plus Jakob Pertl. So then Danny Green was also thrown in too. So let's say you get Jimmy Butler for Harrison and Barnes. 19. Plus, yeah, like Maxi or somebody. Um, that's very that's that's very interesting too. Because, because how start, much better do you think Jimmy Butler is than Harrison Barnes the, as well, a player and for this team? Are you asking this season? Yeah, just you get them for this season because then you have to give them this huge deal. And if you have to do that, if that's contingent on the deal, you know the trade. If the trade is contingent on this whole big max contract he's going to get afterwards, which I feel like it is, that that's the case with a lot of these guys. Then I, I'm not sure I'm interested in that because he's going to be 31 next year when he signs a huge mind deal. The, yeah, I don't mind the contract a ton as of minutes. much. I don't mind the contract dude, as much. This dude just played because... 60 minutes in a game one time. Hey, <laughs> I'm just all I'm saying minutes. with that is if you have a chance. Well, okay, this is not part of our whole podcast today, but oh man, if, we've already. If you, if you have a chance to pair Luca and and Dennis with the top fifteen player in the league, that is a, a chance that you might not ever have again. A, a chance that where you look at um, even Dirk throughout his career and how many times you tried to pair up Dirk with uh, top twenty players in the league, top fifteen, top ten players in free agency. How many times do, did Dallas try to do that? And you would be passing on. You know, a, a window that I feel like you could build upon. But anyway, and it's, let's say you keep Jimmy Butler, you also have money, you know, this summer because you can you can use you know Jimmy Butler's bird rights to to you know to sign him over the cap. So you can use the big cap space that they're going to have this summer. It could be up to like seventy seven million. For yeah. Them now, what what I what, what I else. prefer what I prefer a route that consisted of going out in free agency and getting somebody like Miles Turner or getting a Clint Capella in a trade or something like that, uh, a, a rising star to join Luka and Dennis, would I prefer yeah, the that? Timeline, Absol- the whole timeline theory. Absolutely. But like we're talking about what would be on the table. There's a lot of stuff that you would prefer to happen with Dirk's timeline too, and uh, it just didn't <laughs> sometimes. And you know, what we wanted. It is what not the, anymore. No one's on Dirk's the- timeline. Not even Vince Carter because he can still 360 dunk. That is true. So anyway, it's I don't know. It's just a conversation because I I know a lot of people's out on Jimmy Butler now just of what's happened over the past few weeks and saying I wouldn't touch him with the ten foot pole. Right? I would touch him with the ten foot pole, but I don't know if there's I would a, throw there, a five year contract in the end of that pole. <laughs> there's an aspect of what happened over the past few weeks that I actually kind of like, and and I'm not saying if I was in his boat, I I I, I, I might do some of the same things, 
But anyway. And it's not like he's doing this to the Warriors or the Spurs or, you know, something like that where it's this organization that has had a track record of, you know, treating players yes. well and doing, you know, doing the right thing, making good front office moves. And this is, I mean, this is the franchise that, you know, it's a different front office and everything, but this is the franchise that passed over Steph Curry twice. <laughs> this, yes. is the, this is the franchise that. This is Johnny Flynn. <laughs> this is the Johnny Flynn, Ricky Rubio franchise. Um, you know, all that aside. Anyway, you can tell already that this is going to be, a first of all, a great podcast. And second of all, a really long podcast. We have a lot to get to today. Uh, there was a Mavericks preseason game that we have not talked about yet against the Charlotte Hornets. So uh, we'll mention that briefly. We've got some news that we will talk about regarding Harrison Barnes. So we'll get to that. Um, we also have our awards picks that we're doing today. Um, we're doing, we did our board bets last year. We're doing them again this year. Um, this year, this for this podcast, we're going to talk about our 2018-19 awards slash standings. So we're going to do every playoff team that we think is going to make it in the East and West. Our MVP, defensive player, six-man, rookie of the year, most improved, coach of the year. And then we'll pick all the way through the playoffs. Uh, we'll pick the Eastern and Western Conference finalists, the finals teams, and then our champion. Uh, it's going to be kind of boring again, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but we'll pick all of that as part of our board bets and you know, there's just a lot of stuff, a whole bunch of stuff. The regular season is upon us. It like if you're it's listening tomorrow, to this, guys. Oh yeah, the NBA regular season is tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Monday, but for the Mavericks, it's on Wednesday. If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, like let's say somehow you missed it on Monday, which I don't recommend doing. If you missed it and you listen to this on Tuesday right now, it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, the season starts tomorrow. Uh, the season starts on Wednesday, so it's all coming. And uh, man, the season is coming. It's right around the corner. There's all there's going to be all of a sudden. I think I tweeted this a little while ago. The Mavericks are going to play a whole bunch of games. Like we are just starving for Mavericks stuff right now. But the Mavericks are about to play a whole bunch of games in, in not a lot of days. There's a bunch of opportunity for you to go see the Mavericks if you live in Dallas, and I recommend it right now. And the best way to do that is with Vivid Seats. You can uh, get Vivid Seats right now on your smartphone. It's a great app. It's an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. Isaac, how much better is going to a Mavs game than sitting at home and watching it on TV? I love Followell. I love Skin. I love Derek Harper. I especially love Derek Harper when he gets Sed Sabalos on and Sed Sabalos sits down in the chair next to them. Derek Harper, before introducing him or anything, looks over and says, hey, can you still dunk? (laughs) I love the broadcast team and all that, but how much better is it to be at AAC, to hear the rim mics ringing through your ears, to, to see, look up in the rafters, see the banner, all that stuff? Listen, you have to go in person. Not only could it be Dirk's last season in yes. Dallas, and if you haven't got to see that yet, but now we have so, this so maybe ri- wait a month or so. <laughs> this new uh, rising star in Luka Doncic. That's the number one thing that people want to see in Dallas right now. Is who is this young new kid that we dra- that the you know, Mavericks drafted yes. uh, high in the draft and see him for the first time? And they obviously bring back Dennis Smith Jr. That can throw down some crazy dunks at any time. The atmosphere is insane. So you got to you got to experience a Mavs game in person. Do a couple. 
Be part of the sellout streak and do it with Vivid Seats. They offer great prices and easy purchasing experience. It's super, super easy. You just get in the app. And uh, with the with the podcast code locked on, listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more. $200, take your family afford, get some good seats. Or if you wanted to uh, <laughs> get some really, really good seats for just yourself, you get 10% off of that because if you're doing a $200 purchase, you get $20 off. So go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter promo code locked on to receive $20 dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of vivid seats vivid seats go see them maps i'm actually looking right now at the timberwolves versus mavericks game which is on saturday and hey guys uh, <laughs> well you you want to go see the mavericks but you want to see jimmy butler in person uh yes that's happening <laughs> on saturday so get vivid seats uh there's a whole bunch of tickets right now that are ten dollars and uh yeah so you can go and, and check those out you can get, get in, out of here get that's in. a steal seriously so there you go vivid seats um also, with the Mavericks playing soon, there's there's some news. Harrison Barnes is not going to play in the season opener, Isaac. Boo. No, I mean, that this was something uh, Harrison had told Eddie Sefko and them the other day at the Mavs luncheon that uh, that he was shooting for game one, that that was the goal, that game uh, one uh, Wednesday uh, the 17th, I believe, uh, in Phoenix was his goal. But uh, Rick Carlisle addressed the media today at practice and uh, said that, hey, you know, we're hoping for Harrison to get a live practice run sometime later on the week. So, therefore, uh, he will not be available for Wednesday in Phoenix. Um, I think they're leaving open the possibility of him playing in the home opener. Uh, yeah, I think they're saying that later in the week, you know, he's going to try to get a full practice in. It went from just live practice to now a full practice. <laughs> they're kind of like extending what he needs to, you know, to complete before he can play in a game. So uh, Rick said the goal for him is to get in a full practice before he plays. So hopefully they're able to do that um, playing on a Wednesday and then playing again on a Saturday. There's some space in there. They'll probably have a couple practices, maybe two in there especially being early in the season so hopefully we get to see Harrison but yeah they're, we're not going to see Harrison Barnes uh, in there if, my, if I had to make a guess uh, I believe he comes back sometime next week um, we'll see how that plays out maybe against Atlanta or somebody uh, Chicago or whoever it is uh, next week sometime yep so alright there you go that's some Mavs news um, you have any you want to go ahead and talk about this Charlotte game um yeah, it's not not too much to say about. I mean, we're a couple of days removed from it. This is uh, your your Monday pod. This uh, the game happened on Friday. Uh, I will say this on a not really a negative uh, worry factor, but the defense just like absolutely horrible at the beginning, <laughs> and it, it was brutal. They uh, they just look sluggish. Uh, I was texting you about jet lag. How long jet lag <laughs> Isaac, lasts? Isaac, tech, we're, we're watching the game. He goes, "How long does jet lag last?" <laughs> and I was like, "Because I don't know." I, I was just I'm fascinated by it. They just they didn't look uh, in sync uh, defensively. Now I will say, it, I mean, Charlotte seemed like they're hitting everything uh, yeah. in the world uh, in that first half uh, specifically. But no, I mean, DeAndre Jordan. You know, he obviously didn't make the trip to China, so him welcoming him back uh, in this first game back from China, it was it was awesome to see because we had a small taste uh, of last season without a big man like DeAndre in China for those two games, and we're like, holy crap, this is like last year, 
to where we don't have any big man down low. And then we get back from China. I'm like, oh, DeAndre's like, here. Thank is. you. There he is. <laughs> there he is. And, this was uh, also DeAndre in, his, in the first game against the Ducks only played like 18 minutes or something like that. So to see a full game of DeAndre Jordan and to see him put up, you know, 18 points, 12 boards, a couple of assists, his passing has been been really really good so far so it was great to see deandre get you know full games action essentially and uh and shoot 100 percent from the floor i mean and and 100 awesome. from the free throw line also six for six hey love seeing that love seeing hey bavada bavada setting his uh over under free throw percentage at 51 and a half this year nick and i took the over anyone else want to jump on that bet <laughs> go for it because we think it'll definitely be over send the money to <laughs> <laughs> Venmo account. <laughs> Venmo account. Um, yeah. Uh, th- some of, there are some things in the offense that that looked awesome. Like he, there were some flashes in this game of just some awesome stuff. Uh, Kemba tried to cross over Luca early in the, the in the uh, first quarter. Tried to cross over Luca. Kind of lost the ball. Uh, Luca picked it up, stole it, and then that was that fast break lob to Dennis. I mean, anytime yeah. your backcourt, and I am going to call them a backcourt. We're no longer going to shame. Anyone that I'll calls shame it a backcourt because I'll shame it. I don't care who Dennis says it. called it a backcourt on te- on television on Fox Sports Southwest. He called it a backcourt, so I'm calling them a backcourt. Anytime your backcourt can lob passes to each other, that's nice. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta love it. Um, so that was super nice, and it was uh, yeah, it's good to see more Luca and Dennis together. Anything to take from Luca shooting ten three pointers. <laughs> He's been given the green light. I think, honestly, yeah. honestly, what you can take from that, if you still have reservations about Luka's shooting, the Mavs coaching staff has none. They have absolutely none <laughs> yeah. about Luka's shooting. They're allowing him to take that many threes and be totally okay with it. Um, they, they have no reservations about him shooting. And if they have no reservations about him shooting, they know, they know a lot more than us. They've seen all the footage. They've seen him in all these scrimmages and all these summer things, and, you know, all the stuff that we're not allowed to see. They've seen him in all the practices. They, they completely trust his jumper. Yeah. And the only thing with that is I, I don't want it. And this is obviously something with the coaching staff and they've drilled in his head. Probably you just don't want him to fall uh, comfortable or just fall victim to, to this. settle. Hey, yeah. Just settle for those shots. Now I will say this. He had two, two moves, two step back moves. that were just nasty. I mean, you saw the six, eight frame of him being able to shoot over defenders like Marvin Williams and Cody Zeller. He gets those switch offs and that's what gets crazy, man. When, when you have Luca at the four and you have Deandre Jordan at the five, and you run these pick and rolls and those fives get switched off on Luca and you still got DeAndre rolling that combination in a pick and roll is going to be nasty to watch all season long and there was this it, it was just fun to watch and I, I tweeted this out and I said I don't care about any of your league pass rankings however you want to say that or however you rank teams that are the most fun to watch in the league the Dallas Mavericks will be one of the most fun watched teams, like teams to watch in the like entire league, no matter the fan base. You're gonna see accounts like Rob Perez, World Wide Wob, and like all this <laughs> stuff. You're gonna see, I mean, fans, people from, I mean, we saw it in the preseason. It's gonna happen in the regular season. Fans from other teams, other reporters, everything are gonna be tuning in to Mavericks games because the dynamic of Luca and Dennis with DeAndre. And then in Dirk's last, you know, possible last season, like it's just going to be a ton of fun to watch. But yeah, I mean, but remember who you were with in the tough times. Remember us. <laughs> Stick with remember us. Remember me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the flashes is what kind of what stuck out to me. I mean, the defensive 
Um, you know, struggles were there. Obviously, this team is probably going to still struggle to defend. You're adding, um, you add two starters to this, you know, lineup, and you replace yeah. Dirk with DeAndre, which is a big upgrade. But then you take out, uh, you know, insert player name, whoever started last year. Maxi had the, you know, fifth most starts on the team last year. Uh, so Maxi or Dwight Powell or whoever you were adding in that starting lineup and replace it with Luca, it's going to be some struggles too. Dwight Powell didn't play in the game. Uh, Dirk and Harrison are obviously still out. Uh, they didn't have the three end of the bench guys and Ding and Vaughn and Dante Ingram. Um, but Ray Spalding got some good minutes at the uh, end of the fourth. Really liked some of the plays uh, that he had. He had a coast to coast play, and it's funny because I saw that play happen and I thought of Nick and I's conversation about yeah, I switched trying back. trying to explain the like the fluidity that Ray has with the ball and be yeah. able to take it coast to coast like that and. But no, I mean they end up losing the game, but but still it was just you know a lot of the main guys didn't play in the fourth quarter, so or at least the second half of the fourth. But it was a good last run, thirty minutes each for Luca and DeAndre, and um, right at thirty for Dennis Smith Jr. So it's just they're just gearing up for Wednesday at this point, and uh, it was a fun game to watch. Though. One last thing about this game: Ryan Brokoff getting the most minutes off the bench. I think is kind of interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith has that spot on lockdown probably right now because, I don't know, we, we can talk about that at a different pod because I – I just think it was interesting because it, to, me it every, show, to me I'm not, not sure it showed as much about Brokoff as much as this is the way this team wants to play now. You want to have you know these wings, as many wings as you can play and, you know, and play them in different spots. And they're playing him at two and three and uh, sometimes four. And so you're, you're throwing him in there and you're – uh, trying to get as much out of your wings as possible, and uh, and yeah, I just thought that was interesting as far as as far as team team standpoint. Yeah. All right, Isaac. So this team is, has looked interesting. They have, um, you know, shown some really good signs in preseason. They've shown some really bad things in preseason. The first six minutes of preseason were we were very excited and very amped up to watch, but that. The first six minutes of that game looked more like a 30-win team than maybe some of the other stretches, which looked like a 50-win team. And, uh, and man, it's just been interesting. But uh, you can follow all kinds of Mavs coverage, all kinds of NBA coverage, all kinds of all sports coverage on our other sponsor of the podcast today, which is The Athletic. Um, the Athletic is a subscription-based website that does some really good content. Uh, we are hooked to it right now because of the jimmy butler stuff uh the guys in shams and and john up there they have some really good stuff all the time they're putting out jimmy butler stuff and uh so we're following it and locked on maps has a promo code for the athletic it is ours and ours only it's not locked on nba it's not the whole national network it's just us so if you subscribe to the athletic with our promo code you are supporting us directly you are helping us uh, all, a lot of people ask us how can we you know help more you know what can we do i've already done the itunes review what else can i do the promo code for the athletic is theathletic.com slash locked on maps you use this code you get 40 40 off that's only 2.99 a month 2.99 a month you pay, you pay it annually so you just pay like one time i think it's like 35 dollars for a whole year of the athletic uh, you get all their coverage, all the Maverick stuff from Tim Cato, our friend Tim Cato. Um, you get all the Cowboy stuff. You get all of the 
Um, you know, Ranger stuff, the star stuff, FC Dallas stuff is in there. You get all the general national NBA, you get all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's awesome. Their, their app is actually really great. <laughs> I'm very wary of some of these companies that come out of nowhere and are like, Hey, here's our thing. And they come out with a dumb app, but this is a really, really good app. I use it all the time. Um, you get all the national coverage. And so go to the athletic.com slash locked on Mavs. Uh, we will post that all over the place. We'll post that on our Twitter and everything. I'll post it in the description as well. So go to that promo code, subscribe to The Athletic, get all the stuff, all the Luka coverage. And I mentioned that the Mavs look more like a 30-win team versus a 50-win team because Tim Cato recently came out with a breakdown of all these different scenarios where the Mavericks could either finish with 30 wins or 50 wins. And he breaks down all these different scenarios. I thought it was a good look at the Mavericks and uh, how this team has a lot of variance. We've been talking a lot about variance with Dennis and Luka, and I think this team kind of embodies it. So subscribe to The Athletic theathletic.com slash locked on maps it supports us directly and we really appreciate you guys uh it's a good it's a great site if you've been holding out on uh, <laughs> yeah subscribing at this point <laughs> subscribing to the athletic now's your chance here's your code to get 40 percent off on that and we uh it's cool that they uh the athletic dallas is sponsoring this podcast because we get to plug this and we actually get to talk about the people that we know personally yeah with tim cato cool. with with sod like we know these guys uh tim cato Jake is now Kemp, who of, used to used to be the host of this podcast and <laughs> he did some of you, and, some people are still listening. No, Jake Kemp. You get some of his coverage with The Athletic if you subscribe to this. And Tim is a full-time beat writer, and he is going to uh, – that. this is his job. So, like, it's cool to see uh, the team doesn't have a lot of full-time uh, beat writers now as the media and cover stuff world is changing. And I think the coolest part about it is obviously <laughs> supporting – all the robots. I think the coolest part about it is supporting Tim and, and Saad and the Athletic and what they're doing. But you get every, all the coverage of everything uh, across the whole network that Nick laid out. Like subscribing with Locked On Mavericks, you know, the code, and you get your forty percent off uh, for your Mavericks coverage and Tim Cato and all those guys. You also get the inside knowledge of the Jimmy Butler uh, stories yeah. that's going on in Minnesota, and you got they cover different sports and all this different stuff. So anyway. There's your code. If you've been holding out, waiting, hey, you know what? I think that uh, I'm going to do it before the season starts or the season's starting now. I think I need to uh, subscribe now. Here's your chance. Here's your code. Do it. Theathletic.com slash locked on Mavs. Do it. Do it right now. What are you doing? Pause this podcast. Go do it right now. <laughs> All right. Let's go through the Eastern Conference. Um, number one, I have the Boston Celtics. Uh, yeah, I do too. And uh, a lot of my predictions, we kind of played out a little bit because we did two pods <laughs> uh, last week. We did uh, 10 bold predictions on the Eastern Conference. We did 10 bold predictions on the Western Conference. So some of this, uh, I had to really uh, check myself on these uh, things. So yes, I think Boston will finish one uh, at the top of the East because one of my bold predictions was that Boston would have a, a franchise record in wins this season, which would be 69 or above. That's a lot. Uh, the it only bold, the, the only bold prediction I had really about rankings was the uh, Spurs, and I go back on everything I said about the, on that podcast. Yeah, they lost we all their guards, <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah, Boston's gonna have a great year. They're super deep. I mean they they have guys that would start on other teams. Terry Rozier, <laughs> you know, uh, Marcus Morris would start on other teams. Aaron Baines probably would start on other teams. They just got yeah. a lot, they got a lot going for them. <laughs> Oh, yeah, one of the deepest teams in the whole league. So I have them at one. Number two, two, I have the Toronto Raptors. 
I uh, do also, and my only thing with them is just the brand-new head coach. Nick Nurse is a brand-new guy, and I know he's been an assistant for a while and all that stuff. But with him and Kawhi and that whole combination, I just think it'll take a little bit of time for them to figure it out. But still, I am at two. It's going to take some time, but I think they have enough infrastructure still there. And he's a guy that's that's coming up. He's not necessarily a guy coming from out of nowhere, coming into the team. So I still I still have good I still have good feelings about that team. And he, you add Kawhi. I mean, he's yeah. kind of. I mean, if you get yeah, Kawhi is kind of a player that if he doesn't fit into your system, that's you know, if he doesn't learn your system super early, which he probably will. He can fit in anywhere. I mean, you just say, all right, defend on an island. You know, Darrell Revis, go over and Darrell Revis that player, and he can shut him down. Or just go get us a bucket, you know, with 10 seconds left. Or after an offensive rebound, 14 seconds left, get us a bucket. And he can do that. So he doesn't really need – he doesn't really super need to buy into a system super early for him to be yeah. effective. Number three, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. Ooh. I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh, you're buying the hype train. I did, and that was one of my bold predictions on the podcast, I guess, last week, where uh, was that Milwaukee would finish top three in the East, and that means uh, that they would have to leapfrog a team or two. And, yeah, I, I'm a believer in Bud. I think Giannis is going to have an MVP-type season. Um, yeah, that I'm all in on them. I feel that. I have them at four. Uh, I think that could be really close. There are some Philadelphia things that I don't really like, like them starting Fultz. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't really know about that. I feel like it'll be fine during the regular season. That kind of a problem, I think, will rear its ugly head more in the playoffs. But uh, there's just some things there. They're trying to force the issue on a couple of young players where when you have a whole bunch of young players like they do and like the Lakers do and, you know, like other these other teams, you kind of just have to push these guys out there, let the chips fall where they may. I mean, just let, just let the dudes kind of play themselves into their position and their role right now. And I don't think Markel Fultz has played himself into a starting role and they're kind of trying to push him into that and yeah so but i still have them the top i feel like this will be sort of like a they'll both be at 48 49 wins and it'll be come down to the last couple games where they figure out who's you know ahead um well i'm i believe everything that you just said you're putting them lower and i'm putting them at five wow you have indiana above them i have indiana at four and i just don't like what philly did this offseason i think though I think they're I think they're too de- dependent on those two guys, and when you look at a team that is so dependent on two guys, and then you look at those two guys' injury injury history, that scares me. And you I know think who else that, is in, who, who else is dependent on two guys? Who this very podcast, Isaac? You're going because against, you need me. You're going. You against, need me. Now. <laughs> you're going against the very model of this podcast. <laughs> Um, no, so I just I, one I really like what Indiana did this offseason. I like Tyreek uh, Evans. Uh, I, we love Doug McBuckets. and you picked Miles uh, Turner for MVP. So I mean, uh, that is not <laughs> that is not true. I made a joke. I, I did. I did super hype up Miles Turner, and I think he'll be an All Star this year. I think he takes a huge step. I think he is a Most Improved Player Award candidate. I all my, give me all your Miles Turner stock. Uh, which I super built him up on the previous podcast. So all I'm right, not going to go I'll take all way. your Sabonis stock. You can have Sabonis. But I do <laughs> like Sabonis too, mainly because it's dead. But, yeah, I have Indiana at four and Philly at five. All right, I have Indiana at five. I also feel like Indiana will be right up there. I, I do like the, adding the Tyreek Evans, Doug McDermott, I think will be great additions. The, you know, the growth of Victor Oladipo still. I think that guy still has another – 
Not yeah. not necessarily elite, but he has things that he can add to his game to make it better. Uh, the two centers, I think, are going to be a strength of that team with you know Turner and Sabonis. They'll be neck and neck. And uh, Kyle Quinn was a good sign for him. It too. was yeah, that was a good signing for them. Um, and then their their point guards are just kind of you know. <laughs> Darren Collison sucks, but they, anyway, they are on. what they are. Uh, but they're gonna put their they're gonna put the ball in the hands of Victor Oladipo and Tyreek Evans. Which for w- five years ago, if I would have like said it. that you know this team is putting the ball into the hands of, T- of Victor Oladipo and Tyreek Evans, you would have been like, man, that team's probably gonna win twelve games this year. <laughs> hey, give me Tyreek, uh, which is which is crazy. Like really weirdly became a really good three point shooter. But yeah. give me Tyreek, Tyreek Oladipo. Players can grow. Mc- Who knew? Who knew that? Uh, give me Tyreek, Oladipo, and McBuckets on the floor at the same time. I hey, like that. hey, and then maybe with, put a uh, put Turner out there if he improves his shot. Yeah, with like Thad Young and Turner, or Sabonis and Turner. Or I don't know. Anyway, keep on going. There you go. So, all right, that that's our top five. We have the same top five. <sighs> Number six, I had a hard time with. It just kind of felt like a default pick. It is. It's the only default pick because I, there's six. I feel like there's six guaranteed teams in the East. You got to put Washington there. I, yeah, I just, picked the Wizards. <laughs> Just over talent alone, and like it's I, like you don't. I don't want to pick them, but you just the drop off between their talent and the next like couple teams is a I, lot. To me. I know I picked them to to blow it up and to be dysfunctional, and I even still think if they keep one of the like if they keep two of like John, like if Wall they traded John Beal, Wall and kept Bradley Bill and Otto Porter, like they're still like, they're a still good probably better than you know the, the teams under them because they're gonna get something for those guys. So yeah, uh, yeah, I still think that they're up there. Uh, I can't, in good conscience, pick Miami or Detroit or Charlotte to pick <laughs> to pick ahead of them. It's just the guy, the teams behind them just aren't don't have it. Uh, number seven, I picked the Heat. The Heat are interesting because they could add Jimmy Butler and they could be very different. I think yeah. they would leapfrog Washington. I'm not sure they would pass anybody else. Uh, not for me. No, they wouldn't pass anybody no. else for me. But they would solidify themselves as the you know the sixth seed probably if they get I- Jimmy Butler. So you have those top six teams in the East. A lot of t- for a lot of people, it goes down to four to four teams for these last two spots, and which two which two out of those four is going to make these last two? I, I'm in agreement with some of these other people on Miami. I think if it's not Jimmy Butler, it's a, a different type of move. They just have too many random crap contracts that they're just really going to piece together for something. They so, just gave Justice Winslow an extension. Yeah, that was very interesting. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, give me Miami on that. Uh, I have him at seven also. Yeah, uh, and then number eight for me, I have Detroit. I think that you know those two guys in the front court give them enough to be better than Charlotte. I think we saw enough from Charlotte to I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I don't really feel good about Charlotte's chances in pretty much any place in their roster. When Frank Kaminsky can't get minutes in the preseason, that's, that's pretty bad for you. Well, you know my <laughs> surprise uh, eighth pick, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Uh, I still have them as a playoff team. They're, that was one of my bold predictions that they uh, they slide in there. They just ha- they still have all the vets. I think Kevin Love has a monster year. All the, all those guys have been playing in the finals the past couple seasons. Um, they so still they got, have some. They got lots in the tank to give for this season for a big push and a lot of wins. They got lots in the tank. I just think that there's just some pride in there. Of they were just everyone called them trash. As nobody LeBron's believes in that season. Yes. So, anyway, Detroit, I really wanted to put them in there. It's just everyone outside of Blake and Andre Drummond um, is not very good to me. And their backcourt, like, <laughs> I'm not. not a big Reggie Jackson fan. And that, like, 
I'm a, I have a small, you know, like when somebody sprays grass and like for like dandelions and like weeds and stuff, they put the little flag in the grass. That's my flag on Stanley Johnson's Island. It's not even a big flagpole, but that (laughs) I have like a little landscaping flag on, on a little sandbar and Stanley, cause I'm, I'm holding out hope, but it's, it's dwindling. I feel, I wonder if anybody has that for Luke Kennard right now. <laughs> oh gosh. The same they kind just, of flag. Reggie Bullock, like oh man, of course I like him because he's Tariel, but like it's just a bunch of these of guys. And it's just, <laughs> anyway, I just can't be a believer in them. Charlotte, yeah. sorry, no. Go have fun. Tyler Zeller. Yeah, trade Kemba. Get Kemba to a playoff team. I do like Malik Monk though, and Miles Bridges. Those Bridges two guys is, are fun. Bridges is like nice. I like Bridge. All right, there you go. That's the East. Um, and moving on to the West. Number one, I'm picking Houston again. Oh, gosh. I'm picking Houston again. I still think that, I mean, the Warriors are going to have that kind of fire under them, but they're still not going to try to win as many. They, they know what they are. You know, they're not pushing for 60, you know, 65, you know, 67 wins anymore. They're, they, know, they know how to get there. I'll say the only my only counter that to that is they tasted what it felt like last year to spend um, a game seven on the road in Houston and they won it. I get it. Yeah, and it was with that you know Chris Paul's there, but I feel like that they might make a point this year of saying we didn't really like that. Um, <laughs> they might, they might be back or whoever it is, so we want to guarantee that whether they I think it'll just be a two headed race of who will have the best record between the Warriors and Boston of who will have that home court advantage in the finals. I think that would be key because the Warriors are only thinking about the finals as they should. And if they're looking at it and they think Boston can go head to toe with them in the finals, then they might want to try to beat Boston to that best record in the league. I think they also look at that and say, well, we won anyway in Houston. So, and then we didn't have to go to no. game seven in the finals. So it doesn't, Very true. doesn't really matter. Uh, Very but that true. could play a factor. I think that's a good point. So I'm I mean, assuming against you have, LeBron too. So, I mean, of course. <laughs> I'm assuming you have Golden State number one. Yes, I have Golden State one. Yeah. And you have Houston two. I do, yeah. Okay, good. Number Not three. Not because of Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> number three. I'm, I'm worried about this pick. I switched this up a I'm, little bit. I'm worried about this pick because of a bold prediction I made, but I picked the Thunder. I had the Thunder. I had the Thunder at two. I'm really worried about Westbrook. But I'm worried about Westbrook, and now that Roberson's out for like months, it scares me. They, yeah, they really need him. They like, need I just want those players. Yeah, so it just like, I don't know how long Westbrook's going to be out. I don't know if you're going to see it affect that. So. Can a Schroeder, Paul George, Steven Adams-based team, what does that look like for a bit? That looks like the Clippers team of last year a lot <laughs> for some reason. Without Paul George. I guess Paul George and Tobias. Yeah. I was going to say, Paul George is a top 20 player. But, <laughs> definitely, um, definitely. but no, yeah, I, I mean, I have OKC at four, but I just dropped him down just because I think they, they will get a slow start to the season with with Russ and Roberson's injuries. Like we're, I was banking on Roberson being like hundred percent there. If Roberson and Westbrook were a hundred percent going into the season, they would be my two seed. But because wow. I'm a believer in their bench, I, you know, I'm a believer in the shooter situation and you hate the shooter situation. Yeah, what happened? What happened? How did I get OKC at three? I just don't believe in the rest of these teams as much, but no, uh, yeah, I have OKC at four. At three, I have the Utah Jazz. I'm not as worried about the Schroeder situ or about the Westbrook situation because Schroeder is there. 
I'm worried about when when Westbrook gets back and they have to play together. That's what I'm worried about. So until then, I think it's it's great that they have Schroeder to replace Westbrook. Yeah. I'm just worried about the fit together. All right. So then number three, who do you have? The Utah Jazz. Nice. Nice. I know. I'm bought into their stock a little bit. I just – I love Donovan Mitchell. I'm a huge Quinn Snyder fan, and – I don't know. I just like I just like their I like their team and I like Gobert. I I like how they they're, defensively they're insane and they're super fun to watch. And you know I have Joe Ingles as my first best small forward best, in the best small forward in the league. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that you would give Grayson Allen home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Oh dear lord. Okay, I saw something the other day. There was an ESPN analyst, and I can't remember who it was, and they predicted Grayson Allen as the rookie of the year. Somebody put put was that it Dick on Dick Vitale there. or Jay Billis? No, 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 no. It wasn't a college guy. It was an NBA guy. I'll have to find it for you. A real NBA guy? I, I, I promise I saw it, but I just got to confirm that it was real. If it's Zach Lowe, I'll, I will have to rethink all of the things no, that I know about Zach basketball. Lowe. We have too much respect for him. <laughs> and he has too much respect for his picks. And it was not Andy Bailey either. <laughs> <laughs> no, or or was, it, was it Locke? Was it David Locke? <laughs> oh, no. It's not David Locke. <laughs> um, number four, I have the Lakers. Part of my bold predictions, I feel like they're going to finish in the top four. Um, if the Westbrook and Roberson stuff continues, I think I would put the Lakers three and then the Jazz four. And then Bill Simmons has the Lakers at three, and that's wild to me. That <laughs> uh, is wild for him. Sometimes he does reverse jinxes, though, where he he tries to yeah. beef up a team, and hoping that, that it'll go against him because it normally does. A question for you, and yeah. I don't want to go down this road too much. If you got Paul George instead of LeBron, where would you have him? Uh, oh, so Paul George on the Lakers instead of LeBron? Man. I- <laughs> Lower, <laughs> seven or eight, probably. Yeah, would you make him a playoff team? I think I still would make him a playoff team. Okay, that's what I'm intrigued. I'm just like, everyone is expecting these quantum leaps from the all of the young guys. I still think they, I, just, I think they make different uh, roster moves if they have Paul George than if they have. LeBron. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> you know who the guy who the guy of those young of those four that I'm the lowest on Kuzma. I'm not very high on him. It cycles through. You, you, there, you start thinking about the four of them. You start thinking about Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, and Hart, and you're like, man. And like, you, if you think about them too hard, you'll have them ranked all in different orders and all these different. Times. If you think about it too hard, it's like a younger athletic Channing Fry, and it freaks For you Kuzma. out. For <laughs> <laughs> Kuzma, Kuzma, Kuzma like does really good stuff in transition. He's he's yeah, pretty yeah. good at attacking the rim. He has a he has a diversity to his game. I think that, that some of these stretch fours don't mm. have. Okay, that's my that's my Kuzma defense. I'd take Josh Hart over him. Anyway, keep on. So that is, I don't know. I'm I'm I love Josh Hart. I feel like I might take him. Good, too. you love them all. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the Lakers at four, Utah at five. Again, if the you know Westbrook, depending on the Westbrook and Roberson situation. Um, I have the Lakers at five. I don't want to talk about it. Let's go on to six. <laughs> Number six, I struggled with these last teams. I struggled with these teams so much. The struggle. I have the Denver Nuggets. Me too, me too, me too. 
I really struggle with Denver because they just don't seem very deep. And then I went and I read a an article on the Denver Stiffs SB Nation site, and I know that these sites, these fan sites, and one of them I write for, we pump <laughs> just get right say, Whoa. we pump up our own players so much, and we you know, we only look at our players, and we do this on the podcast too. We think that players are better than they should than they actually are. They're like. On this on this article, they said that the one of the strengths of the Nuggets will be their depth, and I was like, "Get out of here!" I don't know about that. Well, take. I was listening to Bill Simmons and his buddy House on their <laughs> in over under thing, and House goes on this huge thing about how deep the Thunder, I mean the Nuggets are, and how Isaiah Thomas and if he man, and then he goes literally on it like a three minute rant on how <laughs> watch out for Michael Porter Jr. and I'm like, "All right, bro," I'm like, "I try to defend y'all, but like just keep up with some type of news because." Porter's not even going to play this year. And he's like, man, Porter Jr. and Isaiah Thomas, they're going to have a deep second unit. And I really like Porter Jr. is the player they could really use coming off the bench, though, this year. Yeah. They could really, really use. Um, yeah. Too bad they have to wait until, like, 2030. Yeah. But I've liked the things I've seen from Juancho Hernan Gomez, though. I've really liked the stuff. He's a good defender. I love both of the he brothers. Can, he, can shoot, brothers. he can shoot. He can, you know, dribble drive. He can do all these things that from, from a bench perspective, like relative to a bench player. So. Trey Lyles, get out of here. So why do they? Why does ESPN even put Trey Lyles on these like extension like com- like articles? Like who cares about Trey Lyles? <laughs> maybe if you liked Kentucky at all, maybe you would. I like Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> anyway, I have Denver there also. Um, and yeah, then all- uh, number seven, I had Portland. I feel like those are the last of the the lockish teams. I still have San Antonio. Yeah, I have them at eight. Uh, I have San Antonio at seven. I get everything i originally had them in my top three that was one of my bold predictions before murray and uh pretty much everyone under six foot five went we, down on the team we did a podcast right after the murray thing we were like man Derek white's gonna play a lot of time and get a lot of minutes he's out six to eight weeks now yeah <laughs> and Lyle so walker was out before all three of them i mean honestly every person that could play point guard on their team is is out for some time and it's like all Months. of their young guys too it's not like it's an older guy to where like oh yeah. this gives the younger guy time to grow and like no nah, no nah. like yaka purtle is probably gonna go down next week and we're gonna be like what the crap like um <laughs> if you, but anyway if you're no. under 35 years of age in san antonio watch out for all your ligaments watch out uh but no i I've went on there that rant before, but like with DeRozan and Aldridge, and I just, I just can't get past having two. DeRozan and Aldridge were two All NBA players last year. They're two of the fifteen yeah. players that were voted All NBA. That combination with Pop, I can't, I just can't say they're out of the playoffs at this point. So completely agree. Um, I, I keep them at seven. On your Portland note, I get. The people who are frustrated of saying, why do they get hate? They didn't do anything wrong this offseason. They pretty much brought the same team back. I get that. I just like some other teams better. I'm not, I don't like hate them, but one, I think CJ McCollum gets traded this season. So that was one of my bold predictions. I think they break it up, uh, that team at some point. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, the Blazers are, they're, they're kind of an, they're an interesting team in the sense that they're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they didn't really add a ton of things. They're kind of cap strapped, but they have these guys that you're kind of like, oh man, Zach Collins can do some interesting things. They have Seth Curry now. He's going to do some interesting things. They have 
Caleb Swanigan, who's doing some interesting things in preseason. They have, you know, Nurkic, who's shooting the three now, <laughs> shooting shooting a lot of threes. They have Jake Lehman all of a sudden playing like a ton of minutes in preseason. They just have all these like weird, interesting players. And if they can get, you know, what they got out of Shabazz Napier last year and Ed Davis, if they can get that kind of bench production from one of those, one or two of those guys, I think they'll be in the exact same spot that they were last year. They, you know, still got the exact same starting five. They, you know, Damian Lillard still. You know, one of the best point guards in the NBA, all all NBA first team last year. Um, just you know, I still think that I, I thought he was right. Remember, he had that tweet this year that was like all NBA first team though. Oh yeah, I guess he did get it over Steph because Steph missed all the time. Yeah, he missed a lot of games. Um, so yeah, so that's that's my teams in the West: Houston, Golden State, the Thunder, the Lakers, the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Blazers, and the Spurs. I think this year we're just gonna give points. For us, for if they make the playoffs, <laughs> not necessarily yeah. in the order. Maybe you get a in bonus point for the order. Well, Nick, you already know my eighth team. I the, I appreciate Dallas Mavericks. I appreciate the homerism. I appreciate it, and I would love- stop. Get out of here with this homerism. It's I- not that homerism. <laughs> if that's a word, I'm all about the. I'm. I, I just. I like the team that the Mavericks have built. We've talked about. We talk about the Mavericks every day, and. Uh, I just think uh, Luca's going to have this uh, stellar rookie uh, season, win rookie of the year. Him and Dennis are going to be fine. DeAndre's going to be a perfect pick and roll man for them, um, as long as they stay stay healthy and um, they put that second unit back together again. And Dirk gets back rolling and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I for me, it, in a way, it's going to come down to them and the Pelicans and Portland and yeah, I I think they'll be right there and I have them slide into the AC. I love the pick. I love the boldness of the pick. You're I would welcome, love to. Nick. I would love to be that bold, but I just I like other teams better. They have more proven talent. I think you have two. You know, like a for I mean, sure I can hear arguments in. for sure. Yeah, I can hear arguments for the backcourt in Portland or hey Anthony Davis and, and the you know Pelicans and all that stuff. I just don't like their team. Uh, Minnesota, whatever happens with them, I get that. And yeah, I mean they I, were I they were hear. a thirty-one win team before. Jimmy Butler showed up, so yeah, but they're gonna get something for Jimmy too. So Josh Richardson moving the needle for you enough to? <laughs> I don't think it makes them like a seller team, but I don't think I, it. I would love for them to get Josh and Bam out of bio. That would be a nice. That would be a nice package. I don't think they're gonna get that, but actually, I wouldn't. I just want them to like get a sucky package so they can go down, so Dallas can go up. <laughs> I was thinking of them as a team and thinking watchability oh, okay, okay. for watchability standpoint. Yeah, it's true. So we're leaving out the Pelicans completely. Yeah, like sure. We didn't even mention them. And they have yeah, the third well, best player in the NBA. When you have Alfred Payton on your team, that's what happens. When you have Alfred Payton starting on your team. That's what happens. Their when you have Alfred Payton right and Etwan Moore starting, yeah, that's when that happens. Their backcourt consists of Etwan Moore and Alfred Payton. And guess what? The bench gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I like Drew Holiday. I love Anthony Davis. Outside of that, I'm not a huge fan of Miritich and Randall. Also solid players, but I mean, cool. They're not, they, they're not going to play together. So good luck figuring out which one that can play. Anthony Davis was on the jump on Friday, and I would recommend everybody go listen to the interview he did with Rachel Nichols because he did not commit to New Orleans once. <laughs> Why should he? <laughs> so uh, I wish I could do a bold prediction that there will be a Lakers trade for Anthony Davis this year, but. Here we go. How would how big of a conspiracy would that be if he joins Clutch, 
and LeBron goes to the Lakers, and then there's a Lakers trade for for Anthony Davis in the middle of the season. Yeah. That's some um, put on your tinfoil hats and that's not even tinfoil hat. That's just your straight up normal human person hat. Put those on and can't wait for it. Woohoo. <laughs> All right. Uh let's finish this up. My Eastern Conference final teams, I have Boston and Toronto. Oh snap. Um I'll take uh, Boston and Milwaukee. Wow. Wow, you're really feeling you're really feeling Giannis and Bud. I am. My Western Conference teams, I have the Warriors and Rockets again. Um, yes, I agree. And then the finals, I'm going to pick Golden State versus the Celtics. Yes. Golden State wins fairly easily. Yes. DeMarcus Cousins hits some kind of a game winner during the series, and everyone loses <laughs> their mind. He rides off into the sunset and gets a $200 million contract from <laughs> the Kings again. <laughs> the Kings. <laughs> What if the Warriors signed Boogie as insurance for when KD leaves and they knew KD was leaving? So it's like, oh, we can sign Boogie for this and now we can just re-sign Boogie and still have an awesome team. So now their team is Boogie, Draymond, Clay, Steph, Iguodala. Iggy. That still probably wins you the West. Probably, yeah. (laughs) With those guys. All right, there you go. That's the podcast. Today on a Monday. Mavs basketball coming back. That's our bets. That's the news. It's everything. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps, guys. Yo, peace out. Boom.